Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Welcome back to Anchored In Always. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about one of my own personal areas of struggle, and that is anger. You know, anger in and of itself is not a bad thing. There is a purpose for anger in our lives. When we see or hear of an injustice that moves us, it's often the emotion of anger in us that compels us to take action and do something about it. I want you to listen to how Jesus responds in Matthew chapter 21, verses 12 through 13. As Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there, he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Robbers, And then in Hebrew 4, chapter, or chapter 4, verses 15, he says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. And so when we look at the life of Jesus, who we as believers really should be modeling our own life after, he was sinless, and yet he was tempted. He was flesh and blood, but he did not sin. And yet we see in, these, in this passage how he overturned tables in anger because of righteous indignation. So God gave us these emotions, and there are constructive ways for us to express our anger just as Jesus did. Often, though, for many of us, myself included, anger is the primary expression that I use. It doesn't always come out in yelling but often in sarcasm, passive-aggressive comments, and expressions of disgust on my face. I'm not proud of my behavior, but I feel like if I've tried to be anything on this podcast with you all, it's honest and vulnerable. I think there is value to us sharing our weaknesses with each other and learning and growing from them. Because honestly, before recovery, um, I would either use my anger to control or manipulate other people, and I really felt a sense of power with that. Like, look at me. I'm a strong woman who doesn't take crap from people. And it really was a form of pride. Honestly, a sense of entitlement. Like, I have the right to be angry because I had a disservice done toward me, and it's all about me. My anger was not righteous indignation. It was self-serving. And it was always about what others had done or said or didn't do or say, and never about my lack of discipline. So even though I would tell myself that I was justified in my anger, I really knew in my heart that I was not, and I felt conviction as a believer. But then often that conviction, with that conviction, I would turn my anger on myself or God. Why can't I control myself? What's wrong with me? Or God, why don't you help me? Why don't you just change me and take my anger away? And so with that shame and regret, I began to feel hopeless that I would ever change. I remember my counselor telling me that anger at its core is usually a response to fear and loss. When we lose something, we feel like we don't have any control and that scares us. And that's usually what, when that emotion of anger shows up in our lives the most. 
I know that for me, my childhood did feel chaotic. I didn't have a lot of control of the situation or circumstances around me. And often I was afraid or uncertain at times. And so I did respond in anger. And usually that looked like verbal abuse toward my family. But as I got older and I found myself still struggling to control my anger, I began to realize it was becoming unmanageable. I was powerless in and of myself to control it or fix it. And I was tired of my fear, selfishness, and pride causing hurt in my relationships with people that I genuinely care about. And it was also impacting my witness for Christ to others. It was really in realizing my weaknesses and seeing my response to my angry emotions as sin and not as a strength that I began to really find healing and change. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So it was in recognizing my weaknesses that his power could really shine in me and bring healing, and that was really what I was longing for all along. Micah 6, 8 says, And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So we are called to love mercy, to show mercy, and walk humbly. So it's not just showing mercy because we have to or it's the right, or even because it's the right thing to do, but actually to love showing mercy to other people because we ourselves have been shown mercy. And then to walk humbly out of an overflow of gratitude for the grace that God has shown us. And really just to do the next right thing, walking alongside God and allowing his power to work in our lives, not trying to show ourselves strong, but really bringing him glory. And my anger was letting my emotions come before other people's feelings. It wasn't showing mercy, which is by definition not giving someone what they deserve, as in in the form of punishment, really. But when I went to celebrate recovery for the first time, I grabbed a few of these issues handouts that they had at the resource table. And I was surprisingly surprised to find out how much I identified with the brochure on freedom from anger. So I'm going to read some of those characteristics on this brochure of someone who struggles with anger. And again, this um, includes these, but they're not limited to the ones that I'm going to read to you. And as I read it, I really want you to um, be honest with yourself as you listen and just kind of mentally check yes to the ones that you find that you struggle with consistently as well. And then if you find yourself responding yes to several or more of these, don't lose hope because I'm going to share with you after this how you can find recovery and freedom from your anger. So the first one on here says, I have to raise my voice to get my point across. Yes, that was me all the way. Um, I I don't have a very strong voice, as you can tell. Um, So I did feel like I had to yell um, or be louder to get to be heard, really, um, to get my point across. And that really came out in anger. Um, The second one says, I became impatient easily when things did not go according to my plans. Um, You know, this is probably the worst one. When I read this one, I was like, gosh, that is describing me. And my family would agree. Fortunately, it's not so much how I am now, but when I was really um, a slave to my anger, I'll say, um, this was something that showed up all the time. I, I'm a planner. I am a, um, a task-oriented person. And so if things don't go according to the way that I thoughtfully plan things out, I, it made me so angry. And then I would um, 
be so mean or rude to, to whoever was around, um, but especially my family, often making people feel really uncomfortable. And in those moments, I didn't care. It was just really selfish. It was about me and that my plants weren't going the way that I wanted. Um, and, and that is one of the areas that I could really see where my anger was a struggle or was a problem. Um, the third thing says, when I am displeased with somebody, I may shut down any communication with them or withdraw entirely. Uh, I don't necessarily do this so much, but I have seen this in um, other people that I'm friends with, uh, how they'll uh, give people this silent treatment when they're angry at them um, or, you know, stonewalling them just very um, in their anger, won't look at them, won't talk to them, won't acknowledge their presence because they want them to, to just know how angry they are. Um, so I have seen that one a lot. Um, the next one says, I am annoyed easily when others don't appear sensitive to my needs or convictions. Um, yes, <laughs> unfortunately, this was a big thing for me that it just got on my nerves. You know, like if, if, if somebody didn't understand where I was coming th- from, from or things weren't bothering them, um, you know, the way they bothered me, like it was kind of like it was their fault and what's wrong with them. Um, and I would, I would come across angry or irritated with that. Um, the next one says, I do not easily forget when someone does me wrong. Um, you know, I think this one is a problem for a lot of us and that we hold resentment. Um, and that resentment becomes bitterness and that bitterness shows itself in anger and our responses towards people. And we kind of hold it over them. Um, thinking that we're justified often in doing that. The next one says, when someone confronts me with a misinformed opinion, I am thinking of my comeback while they are still speaking. Yes and yes, I I found myself often not even really truly hearing somebody as they're talking to me. If they said something that was maybe disagreeing with with me or disagreeing with something that I did, um, immediately my defenses would go up and I would not even listen past that and I would already begin my defense, what my rebuttal, what was I going to say? And I and it wasn't always with grace, that's for sure. Um so I could tell that that was something that I struggled with. Um, next one, it says, when I am forced to deal with emotions or circumstances that I do not want, I become resentful. Um, yes, I, I would struggle with this. And this, these are things that it's not just once in a great while, but consistently. And if I was being honest with myself, these were things that I consistently struggled with. Um, I, it's easier sometimes for us just to stuff things and just to put a mask on. And so when we're forced to deal with those emotions, you know, sometimes we don't want to show them more vulnerable emotions. So we uh, become angry um, instead, because to us, maybe that feels like we have more control or we're stronger, um, but that's a lie from the enemy. And we know that. Um, the next one says, I become annoyed when others don't hold themselves to the same standard standard that I hold myself to. And I, I know I've talked about this in the podcast before, but um, expectations, you know, when we place unrealistic expectations on ourselves, we're also placing those on other people. And, um, and it's just not fair. And it often causes us to become really irritated or, or annoyed with people. And then we express that in anger because those expectations aren't meant but it's not really up to those people to meet all our expectations. Um, so it's really unfair. The next thing is I often use sarcasm and humor to communicate a point. Um, so yes, I can be very sarcastic and sometimes I call it passive aggressive in nature where, you know, I'm using my words as a weapon. I'm not doing it to be funny or joking, but to get my point across. Um, so that's kind of the difference there. 
Um, next, it says people take me seriously when I am aggressive. Um, yeah, you know, I think I'm not a very big person. You know, I'm only five, four and a half. And, um, you know, and I, like I said, don't have a strong voice. So I think, you know, sometimes I have to exude um, this confidence and while that's okay, um, aggressive aggression is not. And so often, you know, I feel like I'd have to be loud or bold and, um, aggressive and, and it really came out in anger and it usually ends up hurting people more than anything, more than getting their respect. Um, the next one says, I may act kindly toward others on the outside yet feel bitter and frustrated on the inside. Ouch. <laughs> that is definitely something that, you know, for, I think I've mentioned this as well, but, um, for most of my life, I feel like I really struggled with just being fake. If I'm being honest, you know, just wearing this mask of this good Christian woman, but really ha having negative thoughts or criticisms, being very cynical, um, towards other people. And, and that just caused me to be frustrated and angry, but yet I would fake the funk and, and do all of the, the right things on the outside. But I knew that my inside, my heart did not match. Um, and that's, that caused me to feel frustration, frustrated with people, frustrated with God, frustrated with myself. Um, I didn't want to feel that way, but I just did all the time. And then lastly, it says here, I find myself overreacting to minor incidents. Um, yes, I, this was a struggle for my, for me as well. You know, um, that really to me comes from control. You know, when I'm trying to control things that are not within my, um, means to control, uh, which are, are generally people or circumstances that are out of our control. Um, and they don't go the way we want newsflash. We have no control over that. Um, then, then my response would be anger. Um, and I would overreact. I would, I would overly, um, have emotions, strong emotions in those, in those situations because I was frustrated and I couldn't control. Again, I think it goes back to that. Um, what my counselor said that, that loss of control, that loss of control causing fear and the outward emotion of that is anger. Um, and so I found that to be true in my own life. Um, so before you start thinking, okay, I'm a horrible person, um, or you're thinking that of yourself even, and there's no hope for me. Here are some of the ways that Celebrate Recovery specifically has helped me so much and, and really being able to find freedom finally from anger and its control over my life. And this isn't to say that I never struggle with anger now. I do, but I have the tools um, that can really help me to respond in a way that honors Christ more. Um, and is honestly just more fulfilling, better relationships with people. Um, so here are some of those. Let me share those with you. So the first thing that with Celebrate Recovery, it's a uh, Christ-centered approach to recovery. So it's founded on um, a growing relationship with Jesus Christ as your higher power. Um, we find that it is through the relationship with Jesus that we, we gain lasting healing and recovery. Um, and so it starts there. So really just surrendering your life to him if you haven't is, is, is the first step in, in finding freedom from anything but freedom from anger. The next thing is working the 12-step recovery process diligently and consistently. So we say often in recovery, it works if you work it and you're worth it. And, and it's so true. If you just show up inconsistently um, and you're not, you know, putting in the work and, and being intentional about it, 
um, you're not going to get the benefit. It's not going to show up in your life um, until you're ready to really commit to it. The next thing it says is we are learning that Jesus can be trusted. You know, this is so um, crucial because, again, it goes back to what my counselor said. You know, the, the response of anger comes from fear and loss. And so when we don't have control, we become afraid. And really, that, that shows our trust in the Lord. Um, I think, you know, as we go through experiences in life that are out of our control and, and we learn to trust that Jesus, that God is in control and that there is a plan for us, um, and we begin to trust in our relationship with Jesus during those times, um, we can respond in a, from a much healthier place. So we're learning that Jesus can be trusted. He is trustworthy. And then next, we are shifting our focus from ourselves and our desires to serve God and others. Um, I've said this earlier already in this episode that um, it's not about me. You know, our anger comes from selfishness often and pride, um, and we make it about ourselves. But in this program, in this process, you're learning to really focus on others and and to serve God and others. And so when we are focusing on other people and it's not about us, it, it's a much easier to control our anger because it's not, it's not about us so much anymore, if that makes sense. Um, and then it says that we are learning to take more responsibility, personal responsibility for our actions and emotions. Um, and I think this is just so important to be able to acknowledge Um, what part of this conversation, this situation, this thing that's making me angry, what part of this is out of my control and I need to surrender that? Or what part of this is my control? And I'll tell you, um, your attitude, your response is within your control. And, And so recognizing that right away and taking responsibility for your part in what's happening, um, it is definitely a step towards freedom from anger. Okay, and the next thing it says, we are learning to take a pause before reacting. I think this is so crucial. Um, so often, uh, my angry outbursts would be because I reacted instead of responding in the moment. So I would just react in my emotions and feelings, and it was irrational often. Um, instead of just taking some time um, and and, and Asking God to just give me wisdom, to show grace, to show mercy, maybe even take a deep breath or count to 10. Um, and instead, I would just react in my anger. And, and I, I, it never went well that way. Um, so really learning to take a pause and, and trusting God to help me respond in, in a way that honors him. And then um, we have learned to recognize unhealthy patterns of anger in our lives. And so for me... Going through the step study, which is a where you go through the 12 steps one at a time in a small group, um, that process truly helped me figure out um, not just that I get angry, but why? Why do certain things make me angry? Where does that come from? Um, and so when we can identify those triggers, we can learn to respond to them in a better way. And then nextly, it says we have shared these patterns or triggers with at least one other person. And so accountability is so important. When I know that I'm struggling with something and I share it with my mentor, my sponsor, my accountability partners, um, then they can help, you know, check in on me and hold me accountable to that. Um, We're really wired and meant for community. Honestly, we need each other. Um, 
And then nextly, it says we are learning to deal with our anger quickly. So in principle seven or step 10, 11 um, of recovery, that is where we, we learn to take a daily inventory. Um, so kind of at the end of each day, whether you do this in, in just prayer or a journal, just reflecting on the day and really thinking, you know, who have I hurt today? What have I done, um, you know, towards somebody else that was unfair, or unkind, or, or how did I express anger, um, in a, in a way that hurt somebody today? Who do I owe amends to? Um, and as we begin to do this daily, um, there's just such freedom in knowing there's not, um, it's not hanging over your head and, and you're not allowing time to um, cause the, the bitterness and the resentment to fester and grow in them or in you. So dealing with your anger quickly. Um, Ephesians 4.26 says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry. And so that's just the encouragement, the verse to encourage you to, to deal with it quickly. And then lastly, we are becoming more comfortable expressing our more vulnerable emotions like fear, hurt, rejection, and insecurity. And I, I think I said this already that often, I think sometimes we feel that we're more powerful um, with anger, that we have control and, it, and we really don't. You know, we see that as actually a lack of control and a lack of discipline when we express our anger in unhealthy ways. And it really takes a strong person to be able to be vulnerable um, and show those more vulnerable emotions like fear, um, hurt and rejection, and just be honest with your feelings um, instead of lashing out in anger. So I hope that this was helpful for you today. If you're listening and you resonated with a lot of what I was sharing and you realize that you do struggle with anger and maybe it's becoming um, out of control or unmanageable for you, there is help and there is hope. And so I would encourage you to go to celebraterecovery.com and I'll put the link in the show notes for you as well and find a meeting near you and start going and working on this issue of anger in your life because it is possible to find freedom from anger. Um, so let me close in prayer over you today. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you that you have given us all kinds of emotions and that there is a plan and a purpose for even anger in our lives. But I pray that we would begin to use anger to help us promote awareness and change and not to use it as a weapon to hurt people, destroy relationships, and ruin our witness. God, we know that all things are possible with you. And so I pray for the person that is listening right now and thinking, I have tried before and there is no hope for me, that this is just who I am. I pray that they would seek you with all their heart and allow you to bring lasting healing to the broken parts of their heart that cause them to lash out in anger. God, we love you and we trust you. And it's in Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life. As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling in your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com or go to bit.ly forward slash anchored in discovery to schedule your free 20-minute discovery session with me to see how we can partner together. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. 
So help spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.